Hey, y'all. Welcome to All About the Pod podcast with the University of Georgia Peanut Team. I am Macy Wheeler, your host, bringing you real-time updates from our scientists, extension specialists, extension agents, growers, graduate students, and everyone in between. All right. Here we are again. We're All About the Pod, episode 41. We're... um kind of making a move here to to get closer and closer to harvest I, it's it's one of those things that it's kind of jumped on on us quicker than i thought it would or at least in my mind because it felt like we were way behind and now we're sitting here with people already putting peanuts on the ground and so today i got west porter and mark abney with me and we're gonna we're gonna just talk a little bit about what's going on and hopefully with this episode, y'all hear something a little bit different. It may not be what we're talking. It may be how we sound. So Yeah, that was really nice, Scott. Wasn't it? Was wasn't really it? Nice. I'm <laughs> telling you, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a master DJ or something right now. But um, Y'all look like it. You we are, uh, I wish you could see the video of, of this room now because it's, it's quite a bit different. Uh, yeah, we've so. got really nice microphones now, and I've, I've got headphones on, so I really feel professional. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Nice. You can hear. I can hear. You everybody. can do all. I can hear all everything. Right. But um, digressing here, so we got to get back on track. But nevertheless, <laughs> we are um, trying to make this thing a little bit better every time we we come on because we do want um, want you to to hear a quality podcast, and so we're trying. Um, it's kind of interesting out there because again, we're we should be seeing peanuts hit the ground right now, and we are. But it's kind of for the wrong reasons. We are, we are um, seeing some of these early peanuts that are a tad bit what people are calling a tad bit early, coming out of the ground, uh, 130, 135 days. Um, but the thing about it is, is if you looked at the boards, the profiles, some of these irrigated that people are pulling out at 130 could go to 145 to 50. Um, we are going to. Uh, in my mind, I'm, I, I hate it, but we got to start somewhere. But I think we're leaving some weight out there that we could get. Now, the dry land crop situation is is kind of kind of tough in the south southwest corner uh, up through the well. You could just say the west corner because we've missed we've missed rains all the way up yeah. on the western side, and so a lot of uh, talked to a couple of um, news organizations, and they. They said, "Well, y'all got rain. You should be okay." Well, the bad thing is, I think it's a little bit, a little bit too little, too late, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's kind of hurt us a little bit. Wes, what have you seen out there? I mean, with the fact that we did get some rain, but this the western part of the state is dragging still. Are we keeping up on the irrigated side? No. So uh, that's the problem. Is I feel like, like you said, you talk to those news guys, and they're like, "Hey, we got rain, and everything's looking pretty good," but. When you actually look at the western part of our state, even though Idalia moved through, and, and I was a little bit guilty of it, we felt like we got rain, but I, the weather station in Tifton, we got three inches. It felt like it rained all day, and there's a weather station, Mark and I live really close to each other, and we have a research farm, the Bowen farm, right beside our yeah. house. I usually use that one to see what I got at my house, because it's about a mile, a mile and a half straight line distance from where we live, and it's at 3.2 or 3.5 inches of rain and you look west of us that storm didn't make it and scott's talking about it. you probably get to albany area somewhere up or down and then west of there and you talk to the agents and farmers over that way they didn't get anything and so let's move back 
three or four weeks prior to that. So even in the Tifton or most of the rest of the region of the state, up until Idalia, we have been about three weeks without an appreciable rainfall. I can say uh, dry land areas um, were looking bad for what it's worth. My yard was starting to die again. It happens every summer in certain, the drier spots in the yard. I could tell when we've been a long time without it, that grass was dying and dead. So we know that we're getting pretty dire in those areas. And we were hoping, I was hoping, even though it was a tropical storm slash hurricane coming up, that we needed that to refill a lot of our profiles. To back to what you said, Scott, we um, look at our soil moisture, soil moisture sensors that we have spread across the state. We've dried that profile up pretty bad. And so that's put us in a scenario where it gets really hard to keep up with water use. Now we're on the decline for water use right now for those peanuts, right? We're on the back end, especially if you're earlier planted peanuts. The thing to look at is if we've been now five, six weeks without a good appreciable rainfall, it's really hard to get that deep moisture. By deep, I mean deeper than 12 inches back with irrigation alone. And I always, I, I'm over the top about checking stuff, but real quick, I checked the forecast yet again for Tifton and our long-term forecast, that 10 day that Weather Channel does, or now I think it's even a 15 day, whatever it is, out to the 22nd, um, 21st, 22nd, we have no appreciable chance of rainfall. I think it was like 30 something percent in that long term right now. Now that could change. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, again, they look at when you get beyond like five or six days, that's on like historical long-term average, et cetera. But that also tells you that historically September becomes pretty dry for us, except getting some of these storm systems. Now we have that storm Lee, I think that right sitting out in the um, Caribbean, but it's supposed to move North. It's not even supposed to make mm -hmm. landfall except right. in the New England region right now. And, Part of me is thankful for that. Part of me wish it would die down into a, a, you know, like a tropical storm style and move across and give us some rainfall. Now, East Georgia, on the other hand, was way different. I talked to some farmers. I had a bunch of farmers call me from over that way right after the storm a day or two after. I heard reports of nine plus inches in certain areas over that way. I know one out of Scriven County said he had over nine inches um, from the storm. So far cry from where we're at. So if you're in East Georgia, you're in a whole different scenario than in us here in West Georgia. East Georgia, you probably are doing pretty good. You probably refilled. The nice thing about that storm when it come across is at least what we got in Tifton, it was, we had some downpours, but it was a little bit slower rain. It wasn't like it rained three inches in an hour. It was really nice. It was right. a slow rain. It was 3.7 at my house. Okay, there you go. We lived to each other, yeah. Yeah, and so and, that was, that's good for refill, right? Right. And then on the, on the, on the backside of that, that didn't last very long, so we've turned back warm. I can't say as hot as we were, but we've turned hotter than I hope that we were. Now our night temp temperatures have dropped a little bit, but our humidity's dropped some too. And so that's moving that water out really rapidly. Well, I know next week's going to be in the 80s. So that's going to be nice. Now me and Mark, did you go, you didn't go to Appling County the other day. Um, we went over there for a, a pre-harvest meeting and those dry land peanuts all the way through there look wonderful. Good, uh, good. Even their irrigated peanuts look good. Um, when I went to the went went to Miller, um, kind of just grazed Miller, but mainly in early, looking at um, peanut varieties and all yesterday variety trials and man, they they I'll are really that. really hurting. Really, um, yeah. And the thing about it is, if we don't have moisture right now, we need to get some up, especially dryland. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to change a lot of blades to get that done, and that's gonna hurt us a little bit. Mark, are how many more? situations are you hearing on the rootworm i know that's a, we're beating that one but guess what it's a problem it, it is a problem i mean the reality is is that if you live in an area where rootworm is a historical problem you pretty much know you have them and going out there and looking doesn't really help anything those guys know they're there 
uh, the folks in areas, and we, I guess we talked about this quite a bit last week, we've gotten reports of rootworms in places that we don't normally see them, and it's because we've got a different species of rootworm now, but you know, most of those growers, if they're not pulling peanuts up, they don't know they have them. They may see the adult beetle flying around, but they don't really know they have a problem unless they're pulling peanuts up. And, you know, they, the good news is, is that, that at the end of the day, they could have a problem and dig those peanuts and take them to the buying point and they'll grade seg one. Most of them are going to grade seg one because most of the rootworm injury blows out of the back of the Ooh, combine. Yep, if there's yep, a blessing yep. to it, we lose yield from rootworm, but we don't lose grade very often. And that's uh, a good example of that is we did a lot of on-farm work in 2021 and 2022 in Terrell County and Webster County and a little bit in Sumter County. And there was a lot of rootworm injury in, in those fields, especially in 2022, and they couldn't use chlorpyrifos anymore. But we just got uh, tonnage reports from Federal State Inspection Service for Terrell County, the three buying points in Terrell County. And out of the, I'd get the numbers wrong now probably, but 70 something thousand tons that were brought into those buying points, only 13 loads graded seg two, right? But I can promise you that a whole lot more of the fields than that had, um, had rootworm injury or had rootworm infestation. So that's, that's actually a good thing because I'd rather lose the yield than lose the grade, right? You can, I'd rather lose 500 pounds than go to seg two and right, so everybody right. else. So at least there's that. Um, and I got a feeling, you know, we'll talk about rootworms in places like Tifton and we know that there's some in Tifton and, you know, at the end of the day, a grower will dig his peanuts and he'll make what he makes. And so I don't have rootworm because they dug their peanuts and they didn't grade seg two, didn't, so didn't I didn't grow. have rootworm. But in fact, you may or may not have, right? Not, not every field has them by a long shot, but there will be some that have them and the growers won't ever know. That's right. That's right. And 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 you're going to get asked uh, when you go to your county agents to get some of these looked uh, at, you know, maturity-wise with your samples of your fields. Um, and by all means, if you don't normally take them to somebody, take them to somebody, you know, and, and get them evaluated because we could miss, like I said, we could miss or leave as much as 500 pounds or more on the table if we do not do the maturity right. Um, and I know a lot of people do a very good job with it, but the, the biggest thing is we just don't want to miss something. And, and we've, we've talked about that quite a bit, but at these maturity clinics that the agents are putting on and guess what, if the, if you can't make that call the agent and, you know, have them meet you wherever they need to meet you to do it because they'll be more than happy to, they, they do a very good job with this. I still think it's probably one of the biggest things that we do that pays, pays dividends. And so talking to somebody yesterday and we were talking about fungicide sprays. I I had just sprayed fungicide and I was talking about what my next fungicide spray will be. And the the person said, well, I hope my peanuts are on the ground in two weeks. I said, when did you plant them? He planted them after I did. And I'm talking about my next fungicide and he's talking about putting peanuts on the ground in two weeks. And they'll only be, they'll be less than 140 days old then. And I was just wondering if he's even looked at them. It's kind of, I mean, I don't, I might be ready then. I don't know, but I'm thinking of, of keeping them protected from disease. Yeah, I would. although I'm ready to dig them, <laughs> I I think y'all are, y'all are hinting around something we've talked about Scott a few times and kind of where we're at. You know, we we had the field day this week and then we had the agent training last week and this week and something I feel like we run into a lot. It, it borderlines irrigation, borderlines just maturity in general. And Mark's talking about it too. We start getting towards the end. I think we've got to do a really good job of, of doing maturity checks on those first because. What we want to know and the difference in peanuts, and I talked to a couple people yesterday on the phone about them. They, it's funny, you don't, 
you don't know what you don't know until we start monitoring some of these things with soil moisture sensors. We feel like we have a really good handle on it. Now we're starting to monitor and we're starting to realize more and more that, yeah, the science we put out there is right and that we don't just need to start ignoring stuff. And so the, the comment that I heard yesterday was, hey, I thought these peanuts were about done. I told so-and-so that they probably need to quit irrigating them, but then I checked the sensor and the sensor done dried down in three days. It's like, we're still using a lot of water. And, and peanuts, unlike corn and unlike cotton, and I promise every year I watch those two crops, we hit a panic mode in corn in like late May to June where we can't ever keep up with irrigation because that's peak water use. Cotton is always in July and peanuts is some like, somewhat like that in July too. But both of those crops, we feel them start telling off. Corn, we get into July, even though it's hot, the, the crop matures and we all of a sudden see that our irrigation events are lasting longer and longer. Our rainfall event lasts right, longer and right, longer, right? Right. Same way on cotton. Peanuts, I'm not saying that we don't see that start to happen, but we still see water use continue to happen because Scott, as you and know, I talked about a lot, peanuts will continue to use water all the way up until the day we basically dig them out of the ground, unless we get early for something else that kills right, them. Right? Right, we don't want right, to be in that scenario. Right, right. So I want to reemphasize, and maybe we'll come on you know, in a couple more weeks and say it again, but I want to reemphasize the fact that, hey, check the maturity, see where they're at. And I've done said this two or three times this week. If you're a couple of weeks away and in the conditions we're in right now, so let's pause for a minute. I just said that we're supposed to be dry for the next week. The running joke everybody's told me is every time they've listened to me, every consultant talked to me, every time they listen to me on the podcast, <laughs> what happens? The opposite of what I said happens. So, and maybe that's mine. I said, I better go on the podcast today to get y'all some rain across the state. So we'll see if it actually works or if that's just been a coincidence. But, you know, if we're two weeks away and we're in the conditions we're in right now, you should not terminate irrigation on them yet, right? We're dry. We still need water. Again, my comment is you shouldn't be irrigating them two and three times that week, but you should probably at least get about a half to three quarters of an event on during the week sometime. And you can split that if you want, but make sure we keep that soil profile somewhat wet, somewhat moist so that they have moisture in that shallow root zone. Um, in addition to that, um, Scott, I want to, you and I talked about this a lot last year. I feel like what starts to happen happened a lot last year. I feel like it happened a lot about two years prior to that. We got hot and dry in the harvest season. And as Mark said, and you're starting to say, we got guys that are getting antsy, ready to start uh, plowing yes, peanuts up. Yes. You start plowing peanuts up, and then what we do is we forget that all of a sudden we have acres and acres of peanuts left in the ground. Yes. And plowing peanuts is not a fast operation, right? And combining peanuts, picking peanuts is not a fast operation. We're gonna be out there a while, so we're gonna have peanuts sitting in the ground still for weeks after that that were planted later that haven't been dug yet, that we're not ready to pull out, that are going to continue to need to be irrigated, continue to need to be farmed and taken care of. So don't fully forget because we've got now most of our farm crew running diggers, running peanut wagons, That's running right. combines. That's right. Don't we still turn our irrigation do that. off, right? So let's, again, when we get a dry fall like this, we can't forget about them because you were talking earlier about leaving pounds on the table. I think that's a quick way to do it. We've still got some nuts in there that need to finish uh, maturing and need to finish out. And we'll know looking at the maturity checks, those other fields, how long? Yeah. So look at how long and make sure you keep those on your slate to continue to irrigate those and manage those up until time to harvest them. And that, that is a big issue. And you got to realize, so people out there realize we are uh, the, the majority of our crop is two weeks later than normal. So that's two weeks later that, that we've got to irrigate or take care of them. And like I said, we've had people that have been pulling the trigger and want to go ahead and dig. And I know we got to start somewhere because some of these guys are, uh, some of these growers that we have are, are large growers and they got a lot of acres to get across. But the thing about it is, uh, it doesn't mean that you have to go 100% today. 
Um, let's start and try to, I mean, this is going to be a year that we've got to make as much money as we can. And why leave it out there if we, if we don't have to. So just to give you an instance, I, I, I will tell you a few things about, and we're talking about April and the first part of May planted. These things are coming in and yes, at 135 or so days, they do look like they're ready. But if you do the whole profile and take a look at the whole profile, the back end and I'm talking about the light orange, yellows, and whites are stretched out. They're not just in a pile. And is that in every field? No, but a majority of them are this way. And so what I would consider doing, if yours says they're 138, take them five more days. You know, unless your vines, the only courtesy thing here is, or thing to change here, is if your vines are disease-ridden and you've got to do something with them, that's fine. Go ahead. Uh, dry land's a whole nother story. Take those by, by you know, go and take a look at them. If you can get in the ground, get them up, and you've got a crop on them. And we've got uh, everything I looked dry, at dry land from the southwest, they were 15, 20, 25% coming loose in the hole. And so if you got that situation, we need to be pulling them out of the ground, especially if we got moisture. Um, the last thing uh, that I'll mention with that, and we'll, we'll, we'll finish up here, is 12 Ys. You know, we know that 12 Ys, there's quite a few acres out there, but I've give, been getting phone calls and saying, hey, I got 12 Ys that are showing 138 days, 135 days, they're ready to go. If you look at the board, yes, in 10 more days, if they were 125 or 130 in 10 more days on the board, yes, the front edge looked that way. And guess what? We, we don't have any in the back. So it didn't put on, for some reason, in some of these fields, it did not put on a limb crop. So everything in there would grade somewhat at this point. But again, with 12 Ys that have very good canopies, they don't come off very easily. It's probably the best variety we got that I hold on to them. And it, it is not disease-ridden at all in the areas that I've been. Um, why in the world will we be in a hurry to get those out of the ground? Because it's already going to grade a little bit lower than normal because it's got to sit out there and dry those vines. And you're going to have a little bit more on the LSK side. So let's mature those things up. Bring them all the way into the brown category. Just watch them. There's no need to be in a hurry. So that that's just kind of my soapbox today. But Well, the, the grades on these first ones that are picked, you're going to tell the story, right? I mean, it is. What, in the next it is. 10 days, you're going to be able to come on this podcast and say, look, y'all, we're getting grades back and they're not what you want. And the reason is because you're We're pulling, pulling the trigger. Early. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. some of them have to, right? We understand that. But if... If you've got some good irrigated peanuts and you're like, man, it's, I just, I'm ready to dig and you're leaving yes, money on the table. Yes. That's a good And if you're going by days after planting, that is not the way to go this kind of, I mean, we don't need to even care about that. It's, it's what the board tells us, at least gives us an idea. Is the board 100% no, because it's a small subset, but it's still better than just saying, hey, I'm at 135 to 40 days. My neighbor is digging, so I'm on dig. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm going to um, throw a couple more things in on that. I was fact-checking some of my stuff here. Um, and I know it's not representative of everything, but uh, I use I use my irrigated trial because it's so in de in, uh, intensely managed down at Stripling Irrigation Research Park to, to help me understand reactions and what's going on. And I know we could argue soil type, soil difference, everything else, but it gives us a decent idea of what's going on because I have so many treatments down there. Planted those peanuts on May 3rd. Um, if you do the math on that, Calvin emailed us yesterday, said, hey, we're about two weeks away from DAP maturity. Um, right. So we're at about 126 days is what I just calculated. Um, <clears throat> on those, we're going to do a hole scrape on them next week. So we're still waiting another week to do a hole scrape, get them closer in the 130s. 
Um, it rained. Um, weather station said that yesterday sometime, I haven't checked the time window, but sometime it rained yesterday prior to midnight at Stripling, uh, 0.47, so a half inch. Guess what? On one of our treatments, that's our optimal treatment today, we still triggered an irrigation event. So that hmm. that brings me back to the point. Now I looked at I looked at yesterday's numbers while we were talking. Looked at today's numbers. Some of them didn't change a whole lot, but that one particular treatment we were right at threshold. So basically, that half inch held us off another day, if it makes sense. And so we still we probably would have almost reached it today anywhere. We've been well beyond threshold, whereas today we went ahead and hit threshold or right at. So that that brings me back to the point we were talking about earlier, and that you guys are talking about too, is that we're getting near the end of the season man we got to keep keeping an eye on them and, ma and managing them at this point and doing the whole scrape method because again we're close and in a normal year and we might say well we're within about 10 or 12 days i'm gonna quit irrigating my whole scrape and i'll get ready to dig those within a week no we're still and i bet by monday we're gonna need a couple more irrigation events on some of those other treatments looking at the numbers on where we're at and so, we're not talking about huge irrigation events right i mean no. it's just it's less water but we still got to be out there that's right the other thing while we're talking and and poor bob i i hadn't seen bob in a while but none of us have um but i talked to him regularly and he's he's texting back and forth and this that and the other and um bob's keeping up and bob always keeps up somehow but the disease out there uh, especially late leaf spot is coming on strong in some places uh, do not forget that if you are 120 days, we probably need to throw one more fungicide out there, and it does not need to be just a Bravo. Um, Dr. Colbert found rust at the Lang Farm this week. On the, I think the day we were doing the tour, Wednesday. Yeah. So okay, so that's there's, another there's one. rust out there from the probably from the storm. It might have already been here, but the storm moves it around, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, really need to keep an eye on that. Now, Mark, we also talked a little bit about last week, didn't we? Uh, about a, uh, if if you're fixing to dig and you got worms. Did we talk about that last yeah, week? Yeah, we did mention that. Um, but the, what Wes says, really, I mean, we still got to manage these peanuts. Yes. And when we start, when you put the digger in the field, the first day, 90% of your peanuts are still growing and doing, and, and it's going to be a long time till you get to them. And, and so we can't forget there are still velvet bean caterpillars out there and they will still defoliate your peanuts. And I've uh, got a really good network of people around the state who keep me updated about what they're seeing. And Brother Rome Etheridge from Southwest Georgia, he sends me some information and he sent me some pictures and a video this week of, of some spider mites that were pretty bad down in Southwest Georgia. So there's, we can't just forget about the crop and, and think that, well, we're, it's September, it's time to dig. And when, when Scott keeps telling us, look, this thing's, we're late. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter when you planted. The crop is late. It may take more than 140 days. I mean, it, we can't afford to forget about the insects or the irrigation or the disease or any of right, the things that we right. do for the first 120 days and then screw it up in the last 25 or 30 days because we thought we were done, right? And, and I know everybody's ready to roll, right? I mean, everybody's tired. Including me. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, everybody's ready to go and and, and good to go. Now, I would say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this in there right now. We'll probably talk about it another day. If you are digging peanuts and you put them on the ground and we dry up like we're talking about here and we don't get rain and we're staying in the high 80s to low 90s, remember... Uh, the time at which you need to go back and check those peanuts are going to be, you know, more in the three to five day range. Uh, you know, just 2019, it was within two, two and a half days, and we were down to 10 or 11 percent, you know. So 
don't forget that the other side of that is is i hate and i will say it i hate to have somebody leave peanuts to field dry because that is no different in my mind than pulling the trigger too early because what we're going to do is leave those pounds in the dirt they're going to come off at at the harvester and you know because the brittle the vines have gotten too brittle and you're going to lose 500 plus pounds right, and so i got a question then how dry when you say leave them out there to field dry how dry do you want them well i mean i like it between 12 and 15 or so okay. percent i mean somewhere in there is a yeah. magical number if you yeah. got seed peanuts it needs to be on the higher end right. if you got regular peanuts i mean you just want it with some life left in it yeah, you're saying um, dry below like twelve. Oh, if you down. get if yeah. you get if they start field drying and we're down below twelve, eleven, we we've gone a little too far. Um, you know, unless you're talking about twelve Y, and those are going to get there before we know it anyway, because the vines have got to dry for a while just to get them through the combine. So, um, and if you got twelve Y for the first time and you start to see that um, in that first field that you're having a long a hard time trying to get those vines through. Uh, you might say, heck, I used the growth regulator, and that helped out. But the thing to it that you got to remember, if you're having those kind of problems and you're not used to them and you, you're getting grades that you don't like, before you dig that next field, go in with a flail mower and take out the top third of the plant. And that will help shatter some of those vines and get some of that water out. Uh, and so when you invert them right, right behind that, do not get more than a half a day ahead of him ahead of the digger because you don't want to get in a case where you have to leave a, a really messed up vine for a long time so don't get ahead of the digger too much and just and it could just be a couple of rounds that's all you got to be ahead go in with a flail mower don't use a rotary mower shatter it get them on the ground that will speed up your drying time of the vines and hopefully that'll improve our grade so that's some things that we're going to try this year as well um we are trying our best to come up with ideas that, that help and so um keep us in loop if you do kind of do that call us let us know how it's going for you uh i would say if you're some of those growers are starting early hey send us some feedback about what your grades are uh we don't necessarily need to know names we're never going to put a name on here but we would like to know so that we can keep up and start continuing to put information out because like mark said we get updated all the time from our agents and some other growers but we would love as much feedback as we can so sure. all right so with that um that's all that i've got this morning i know we need to be quick because we're getting ready to try to go on the road to get our tour set up for next week and uh, we'll be down in the seminole decatur county area with the georgia peanut tour so if you see tour buses and five thousand cars uh going down the highway don't get mad at us it's 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 just the georgia <laughs> peanut tour it's not a funeral by any means but i hope not <laughs> uh yeah i hope not too but but we will you know if you want to blow your horn at me and mark in the lead car then we'll be all right we'll wave at we'll you wave at you but um i'll see y'all down there on tuesday in bainbridge at the opening session we'll yep. talk about some more irrigation management stuff and technologies and all that so it's gonna be good <coughs> all right all right well that with that said, I do appreciate it, guys, and we'll put an end to episode 41 of All About the Pod. We'll bring you another one next Friday if we can, and um, we'll see you then. Thanks. Thanks.